Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean Mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is the program of the Genesis 123 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this, all of those. Through this program, we're excited to connect you to people and stories in and relating to Israel to give you a window to look through experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, any time. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end when we're also going to share some exciting opportunities. And please feel free to share this with others who will also find it of interest. Last week, a group of American cowboys dressed in wide-brimmed hats, denim jeans, wide leather belts with large buckles, and well-worn boots galloped into Israel, capturing Israel by storm when first spotted at JFK Airport in New York. By the time they landed in Israel, their picture had gone viral. And then another one went viral again from Ben-Gurion Airport. Remarkably, after the war started, these cowboys not only arrived to help Israelis tend their land, but some of them left their own farms and their families, literally throwing in their hats and solidarity with the people of Israel. This is an important conversation and tremendously inspiring that we recorded earlier this week as part of the Genesis 1, 2, 3 Foundation Inspiration from Zion webinar series. We always invite you to be involved with that, case, in which case we need your email to do so, so please be in touch. But right now, I'd like to play for you this incredible conversation, and I hope that you will be inspired as well as I was, as much as I was, and as much as everyone else who listened was. Here we go. So good evening from uh, the Judean mountains and from Samaria, where, where our guests are driving. Um, I'm Jonathan Feldstein. For those of you who don't know, have never been part of a program of inspiration from Zion. This is a webinar series we began, goodness, in 2020. And I'm so thrilled that the following year, it's spun off to become a podcast also called Inspiration from Zion, where I have the real unique privilege and distinction of being the only Orthodox Jewish host of a weekly podcast about Israel from Israel on the Charisma Podcast Network, which is really fun. Um, this is rec being recorded live on Sunday the 11th, uh, sorry, Sunday the 12th of November, um, but will also be an episode of Inspiration from Zion, the podcast, this coming week. Um, so I'm really excited here. But before we begin, and I, I introduce our guests and our topic, um, as people are joining uh, live, and that's wonderful, I just want to give a quick overview of what Genesis One Two Three Foundation is and why we have these programs. Um, anyone who's interested in more information or participating in our projects, and I do want to remember to speak about the, uh, the petition. It's very, very important that we launched last week. Um, please visit genesis123.co, uh, where you can find out all kinds of information about our programs. But basically, our mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel 
in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. And that includes Run for Zion, which is the first Christian program around the Jerusalem Marathon and Inspiration from Zion, uh, which, is, which, as I mentioned, is our podcast and webinar series. Um, a new book that was just published now and is on a ship to America uh, called Israel the Miracle, in which we're privileged to have um, two Wallers from Hayovel as authors, Zach and Tommy. Uh, and I really want to encourage people to check out uh, Israel the Miracle. You can look at israelthemiracle.com and order your copy. It's on its way to America as we speak and will be in people's homes by Christmas. So today we're following what's been a tremendous media storm here in Israel with a bunch of cowboys arriving last week and, and it's been all over the media. It's fabulous. You guys look great, what you're doing. And I, 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 I mean, it's, it's so cool. And, and today we're rolling with it. You know, normally this would be, I always tell our guests, be in a quiet place with good audio. They're driving on the mountains of Samaria right now, get, coming home from Jerusalem. Um, and I want to talk about what you did today. You just shared a little bit about that as well. Um, but first, um, Joshua, you are the operations director for Hayovel, which is an amazing. Yeah, right. I, I, I have to say this that I, I've also. I know you. You guys have been getting a lot of flack recently because you've been getting a lot of media recently. Um, people accusing you of you, you, you not personally, but Hayovel and, and your family and the extended operation of being somehow undercover missionaries. Um, I have a very unpolite word that I will won't use tonight to describe that, but but I know that that's nonsense. And I and I think that what did I respond to somebody that of all of the Christian friends, you're like you're the top, uh, all of you. And I and I so admire what you do and that you're here. And and every really thank you. Um, and you've made a huge splash. Um, you don't know this by the way. But Luke was texting me just before we started. Um, apparently, Chris Cuomo wants to interview you guys. So for CNN. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So so I, I, I'm getting contact information for you about that as well. Anyway. Wow. Um, we saw pictures of four cowboys uh, arriving at JFK Airport to check in to fly to Israel last week. And that by the time you landed social media went wild and then you landed and there was the beautiful classic picture of all of you uh standing at the welcome sign at ben Gurion airport i would love first of all introduce i didn't get your bios i know your names but do me a favor do all of us a favor introduce yourselves where you're from and then let's get into a conversation yeah so i'm joshua as you mentioned and uh jonathan it's great to to be on here with you we're, we're grateful for the honor and uh we only wish we were uh, uh, actually in our studio back in the base, but you know what? This is uh, great. We're glad to be on here right now. And uh, I'm the director of operations, as was mentioned, of IUVEL. I've been here since I was 14 years old, so a long time. And uh, when the war broke out, these, these guys are old buddies from the States, uh, cream of the crop kind of guys that Israel needs right now on the front line. So I called them, and uh, the rest is history. John, what are you doing here? Well, my name is John Ploker, and I'm 24 years old. I'm from Montana. Um, when the when October 7th happened and the massacre happened, um, I immediately knew that I wanted to help whatever way I could. Uh, back home, doing a fundraiser for you guys, sending 
send the money to Operation Itai, what they're doing, to supply the communities in Judea and Samaria with things like bulletproof vests, thermal drones, thermal optics, flashlights. They don't have these basic necessities, these needs, these, these uh, this equipment, protective equipment. They don't have, they're lacking a bunch of it. So we were doing that, and then Josh called and said, hey, there's a need here on the ground, and we need guys who are willing to come. So that's why I'm here. Amazing. Um, okay, Luke? Yeah, my, uh, my name's Luke Hutzler. I'm from Arkansas, and I'm 19 years old. I kind of had the, the same response whenever I saw October 7th. I was just kind of... I was heartbroken. It was a, a shock to everybody. It was a truly a terrible, terrible, horrible thing. So I, I knew that I had to get over here some way to do something, anything that we could to uh, kind of take a take a little bit of the burden off of uh, some people's shoulders. So uh, yeah, whenever we got that call, we just dropped everything that we we're doing back in the states and uh, got the first plane ticket we could and uh, got over here as quick as possible. Amazing. You know, Luke, I want to just pick up with you something I didn't, wasn't planning on asking. I, I make myself notes, but then I often divert from my notes because these are just real conversations. Just as you said it, October 7th, it sounded much more like September 11th than I'd ever heard anyone say it. At least that's how I felt, felt it. And a lot of people have been describing um, October 7th as Israel's September 11th, with the one main difference is that September 11th was in no way, shape, or form an attempted genocide against all of the people of the United States, whereas if they hadn't been stopped, the terrorists on October 7th would have continued and done just that. Um, but you're all kind of young and don't, I mean, maybe, maybe, John, you remember a little bit? September 11th. What's your sense of this? Of the of, of what's what what's got been going on here? Yeah, um, I didn't. I can't remember September 11th. Uh, can't remember that far back. Um, but yeah, it's um, definitely one of the largest. I would say it probably is the largest. Anything that's happened like this in my lifetime before that was this gravity of some sort of terror attack or anything like that. And. It's to me. It's it's hard to happen, and then you guys to, to stand up and have to. I mean, we support you in what you're doing and going after Hamas and trying to eradicate. So that's what needs to happen. And then uh, the world again, yet again, we put through the beginning. Oh yeah, you guys defend yourself, but now as, as you're going in to eradicate it to deal with the threats that we step in their chain at their again. It's a little hard. It's a little hard to hear. I'm wondering if we should maybe cut the video. If that's gonna sure. Let Let's try that though. I'd like to be able to see you. Let's try and see if that improves anything. It's a little hard to hear uh, what you said, but I think those of if you're, if we're listening carefully, we got the gist of. Uh, of the message, um, and that's and that's real important. Um, I, I'm curious. I mean, uh, Joshua, you're you're here a long time. You were imported when you were 14 years old. You come from a family with deep Zionist roots. Christian. I mean, I, I read somewhere that went that that uh, I don't remember who was interviewed. Maybe it was you. Asked what what denomination 
uh, is your family, and 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 you said Christian Zionist, which is a pretty amazing answer. Um, Luke and John, I'm curious, what what's your family background, and how were you raised in a way that Israel is so important to you that when this happened, this was your instinctive response? Yeah, uh, can you hear my audio a little, a little better now? A lot better now, yeah. Okay, good. Um, you know, growing up, I wasn't raised with such an emphasis on Israel as the Wallers were, but the the Christian circle that I grew up in definitely had a lot of respect for the Jewish people, and and we we I grew up believing that you, that you're God's chosen people, and there was a there's um something special about you. Um, I I wouldn't say that I grew up with the replacement theology. Um, I, I definitely didn't grow up with, with a strong of a stance as the Wallers did, but I mean, that was, we all, I've all, as a whole, um, you know, my family and what I was raised in always, we had a love for the Jewish people on maybe a little bit of a smaller scale. Um, but so this year, the beginning of this year was my first time in Israel and the first real connection I've ever had with the, with you guys, with the Jewish people. Um, it's the first time and really, honestly, even that trip, um, I worked a lot on some projects around their base. Um, the but this trip even more so have made connections and been talking directly to the people in the communities. Even just now, you know, with all of everything that's happening, have had a lot more interaction um, and just learning to love you guys more and more. And and uh, and yeah, we just and also, I mean, but really, what it comes down to is the fact that I believe in the Bible and I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I believe that there was a promise given to you and that this land was promised for you. And, and I can, and I know I can see your hearts seeing you guys live your life and, and, and how you respect life. I appreciate that so much. Um, and just your, your morals and your values. I mean, that's the, the whole world has a sense, you know, they would say they have a sense of morals and values, but when it really comes down to it, it all comes from the Bible. It comes from the Torah and, uh, and that's what you guys have stuck with, you know, that's what you've kept to. Amazing. Luke, anything, first of all, your own background, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I guess I would say um, I was always raised with the with the thought that the Jewish people were God's chosen people. I mean, like John said, raised a Bible believing it's uh, kind of hard to read the Bible and not and not know that the Jewish people are God's they're God's people, and um, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that that's uh, that's changed. So, we've um, we've always been raised um, very very uh, Zionistic, and um, that uh, Israel is the land of the Jewish people, and uh, Israel is God's land. And so, yeah, I guess I was privileged in a sense to uh, to be taught that from a very young age. And uh, yeah, like John said, it puts it in a whole another perspective. Actually, coming here and um, I was talking to some people today. I mean, there's no other country in the world that you can be driving down any old road, look out the window and seeing the Bible come to life. I mean, there's no other country in the world that you can do that. So it's a very special place uh, for a reason. And um, yeah, that's just kind of a background that I had was always very Zionistic and uh, very much loving on the Jewish people and um yeah, because, I mean, if you don't love the Jewish people, you're kind of going against a lot of what God says. So, Friends, Israel's at war, and the war may get worse before it gets better. 
much worse. It's going to be a long war because the enemy is the epitome of evil. It's not just a matter of overcoming troops on a battlefield, but overcoming a theology, an ideology, an evil one. While the Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation has been overwhelmed with the support of so many donations to the Israel Emergency Campaign, there's so much more that needs to be done. We've invested your donations that we've received so far strategically to make the biggest impact possible, whether helping with soldiers and their equipment and personal needs, to providing civilian security for outlying border communities, to relocating and settling several families from near the Gaza war zone, launching the global petition drive to support Israel in the face of pressure for a ceasefire and long-term needs for at-risk children traumatized now more than ever before. Please take a moment to pause this conversation right now and go to love.genesis123.co and donate generously. We value your trust and we will keep all donors informed about how and where your donations are being used to contribute to make the biggest impact possible. And when you use that link, love.genesis123.co. You can also send your prayers and words of encouragement to Israelis of all backgrounds, just sending your love, something that we need so desperately. Thank you, and God bless you and your loved ones. It's super refreshing for Jews to hear this, and I know people listening now are, and and we need the, the Hebrew word is chizuk. We need that encouragement now more than ever. But it's also super uh, encouraging because people in your generation in America, I want to talk about this in a little bit, are wildly protesting. And they're not even protesting for the Palestinian Arabs. They're protesting against Israel, against the Jewish people, and for Hamas. Well, let's come to that. But I'm curious. I want to stay personal for, for another moment. You made a decision to come here. When the, when the smoke was still smoldering, when we didn't even know still how many people had been massacred and, or, or, or exactly how many people were kidnapped in Gaza. Um, and it was, it was scary. It is scary. Did anyone at home think that it was too dangerous or not a good idea or try to discourage you in any way from coming now? Um, no, one, no one back home tried to discourage Uh oh, okay, we lost them. Um, there we go. Here they come. Never mind. Just need the audio back. Hello. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Good. You hear me? No one back home tried to discourage me or talk me out of it. Um, they were all like, "This is amazing what y'all are doing. Uh, this is going to be a blessing to so many people." They supported it a hundred percent, and uh, yeah, I mean, sure, maybe a little bit worried, but that's about it. I mean. They 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 support it a hundred percent. They think it's amazing. Okay. Um what what are you both telling people at home? Come again? What are you telling people at home? Like since I've been here? Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> um yeah, we're gonna hopefully we're gonna come get them back. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we are dealing with spotty scenario. Hello? There we go. Okay. Yeah. 
We need to get you guys to install cell uh, towers in Samaria. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, dear. Well, the thing I like about this is at least it's authentic. Um, we're not talking about guys who are sitting sitting on their hands. I mean, they're certainly not. Here we go. Let's see if they come back. They are. Here we go. Yep. Okay. You were you were saying what you were yeah, telling. I mean, people? since I've been here, yeah, yeah. Since I've been here, what we've been telling people is, uh, I guess it's been amazing to see the the hus the hospitality that we've been uh, shown since we've been here. Uh, people are treating us amazingly. It's a, uh, it's been it's been awesome. So, I guess that's that's something I, uh, we've been talking to with the people back home. Uh, just kind of what we're doing from the day to day basis. Uh, just all kinds of stuff. Okay. Uh, John? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to pitch in on that a little bit. Um, something that I think is uh, is happening here is you only get, you only hear a certain part of the story. So even for you guys, you only hear about the people in, in America that, that don't support you. And there is a huge majority that does. And, and the same, um, the same goes the other way where um, there are a lot of Christians that uh, do support you, but they, I don't think they fully understand. I don't think I ever fully understood. And I'm understanding more and more each day as we're here how alone the Jewish people feel and how much, how much they feel that. Um, to me, it's a given. A lot of the Christians around me and everybody that grew up, um, we love you guys and we support you, but we're not necessarily extremely. Um, I mean, we're vocal to it around each other, but we just, you know, it, it's it's like we don't we don't understand how important it is to show go out of our way to show you guys that since i've been here everybody has been like they're just like they're blown away that we as christians and non-jews from america would even come they're like why, why would you do that and it's making me real and it means so much to them to know that that you get that they're not alone and that we support you in this and with no strings attached and um so i've been i've been encouraging others back home like they need to know your support and it's and and be vocal about it. Let them know, because I know there are many, and I'm not trying to even convince them, because many do support you. It's just that not everyone speaks up and, and talks about it. And the other problem is, is the media. The media only reports the people who are throwing a temper tantrum, burning flags, doing these bad things, you know, things that aren't right. And so it's, that's something neat that's about this is here we are, you know, just humble people doing coming out here to help. And it's a good thing, and it's showing our support. And I, I, I like that, that we can do something blessing people showing our support instead of cursing people showing our hate. Beautiful. Uh, um, Joshua, you're, you're, you live here. Your life is here. What do you want? I mean, how it's got to be super refreshing, like almost like you want to take the, the, the ball and go spike it in the end zone when you hear – John and Luke speaking like that. What what do you want to add? What do what do people? What's your experience having them here that people need to know? Yeah, I would say that um, you know I we thank God we have a platform now to be able to say what we've really been trying to say for twenty years, and that is is that you know the importance of the biblical heartland is is so critical uh, to the nation of Israel and. Uh, you know, I, I think in, in God's, uh, you know, 
in a kind of a humorous way a little bit uh, has allowed us to give that message out through the arrival of some good old buddies uh, in their cowboy hats. And we've been able to really say something that maybe the world wouldn't hear without the cowboy hats. Uh, and that wow. is that there's with the 500,000 Jews living in Judea and Samaria, you know, and I'm telling people, you know, just the only way they could hear it when you're wearing a cowboy hat and you say, Hey, we haven't seen a speck of sand since we've been here. There's no bank anywhere in sight. This is a mountain region. <laughs> uh, I mean, it really, it's, it's a, it's a, the, the Arab, you know, uh, narrative that, that tried to convince the world that this is some insignificant West Bank is really ludicrous. And uh, it's it's one of the best, you know, Arab wins they've ever had uh, on the narrative war. And, you know, to be able to stand here and, and correct some of those uh, misinformation that's gone out about the heartland of Israel and, and, and to do it in a way that the world is, can't argue with. And, you know, when you're, you know, the world and thank God the, the backdrop of a farmer and a cowboy hat wearing uh, American man, it's it's something about trust. And it's something it's just the the something that people can't cannot argue with the strength that comes from that. And and we really feel like God is is uh, allowed us and positioned us uh, in the heartland to do something very significant right now. And somehow the whole world know, now knows uh, at least where the cowboys stand and the cowboys stand with the heartland of Israel, the biblical heartland. We stand with the 500,000 Jews in Judea and Samaria that are surrounded by uh, what, you know, politically correct. Everybody says, well, you can't call them hostile. Well, we can say it. The hostile Arab villages that surround the 500,000 Jews, uh, we're, we're, we're telling the world that that's, this is the actual issue that uh, we're having to deal with. And we want to see Jewish life protected. We've seen too, far too many Jewish lives lost in Judea and Samaria uh, when the locals are all swearing and and saying that uh the local arabs palestinian authority that everybody calls moderates is uh they're all swearing to do the same you know october 7th is, is just the beginning and we're saying no way no it's not happening we're we're going to stand as the a christian zionist world in between the the horror of another massacre it's not happening it will not happen not on our watch uh yeah. and i think god has given us the ability uh to stand here in the mountains of of uh, the biblical heartland, and and hopefully raise up an army across the world to say never. When we said never again, we meant it, and and we're serious about that. And there and five hundred thousand Jews living in Israel's heartland are a part of that never again statement. It doesn't matter where you are, but certainly in your biblical heartland, uh, you're going to be protected. And and uh, and if you're in danger there, we're we're standing right there with you. So it's a it's it's a great honor to be standing with the communities. Uh, on the fourth front of the war, uh, I call it the fourth front. And uh, we've got, you know, everybody knows about Gaza. They know about Hezbollah and uh, Lebanon, Syria, but nobody's taking into consideration the the, the seriously volatile situation of Judea and Samaria. Five hundred thousand Jews surrounded by two million Arabs. That's that's uh, that that needs that needs serious attention. Yeah, and I heard a rumor that you're all coming to a fraud on Shabbat. If you do, uh, you come up, visit, come for a meal, come for something, but at least come for the view, because our balcony we overlook, you'll see it. You'll see something you've never seen, even though you all know it. You can see from my balcony, Jerusalem, and with the binoculars, you can see the Golden Dome. It's the placeholder. You can see the skyline of Amman, and then you can also see to the, uh, well, almost east, southeast, um, an Arab village that we have no, there's no fence between us. So 
everything you're saying is true and and how amazing through the platform that you all have in Hayovel and and Luke and John that you're here to to amplify that it's it's very very meaningful um there yeah. there there were a lot of pictures images you're going to come here and help farmers i've seen pictures of you guys doing some construction type stuff um and then before we started recording you mentioned what you did today both going to a funeral um of of one of the soldiers who was killed yesterday and and uh the the to pay a condolence visit to the family of a uh, young american uh dual citizen um uh also a soldier who was killed not in combat but in a terror attack by a 16 year old um talk talk freestyle for a couple of minutes in any sequence you want about any of those things that you're doing what's been yeah. most meaningful what's been most inspiring and what's something that you've all learned that you need the world to know yeah honestly uh we we never really expected to have this kind of impact on the nation uh when we today we jumped out of the field this is the first time we've been in a public setting like we haven't we haven't gone off the farms we've we've been in the farms we've been out you know out on the front front lines in judea and samaria and today we said uh well one we realized that uh rose's family there in, in jerusalem they were sitting sheva and we said well one we want to we want to we want to go see them and encourage them and uh with with moshe uh lighter you know hadn't fallen in gaza we wanted we, we wanted you know show our support to the family we went to the funeral um we never we never expected to have the opportunity to encourage really encourage the nation like this and when we went to Jerusalem, we really didn't realize how many people understood what was going on. And when we got out of the car, we quickly realized that something was happening in the world when every car going down the street was honking horns and waving at us. And every person on the street was stopping and saying, thank you for coming. Uh, we realized something was happening here that honestly, we really were not aware of uh, to the degree. Um, so honestly, it's a it's a it's a very humbling um thing to be able to be chosen to be such a encouragement to the nation of israel it's it's uh beyond words what we feel um you know god has given us uh, an opportunity to stand with israel you know and, and we're 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 so grateful to be able to encourage the people of israel um i can't imagine a greater gift a greater honor i, I mean honestly for me I can't think of anything in the in the planet. You know, we we're not we don't we're not uh, the famous thing doesn't really even matter. Like, really, honestly, it's not something we, any of us even want. The fact that we're able to encourage God's people is so uh, so incredibly. It's just a gift that God's given us that we can't even. I honestly, I can't, I can't fathom how was I chosen to be able to encourage God's people uh, in this in this great time of need. So that's from me. I don't know. John and Luke, I don't know what you guys are. Yeah, I mean, I've always uh, I feel that God has gifted me with the ability to work with my hands, and I and I want to serve Him to the best of my ability with the hands, and that my abilities to work um, and hard work, and I've done that for years. I've I've tried to strive to do that, and uh, that was my plan to come here. It wasn't to. I'm not a fancy speaker or anything like that. Uh, I just planned to come here and physically work with my hands and do what I could. And I, just like Josh said, I would have never expected for this to happen. And it's still 
it's still surprise. It is almost the reality. Maybe quite hasn't even sunk in yet, but it's extremely, extremely humbling to think that I could that I could even affect one person or two people or and and have them say the things they're saying to us, like coming in tears, saying, "Oh, I, I like." Thank you. We didn't realize there were people out there like you that actually supported us in this way. And it's it's very humbling for me. And uh, I just I'm I'm honored to even and, and I, I'm honored to have this. To be able to speak up and my words be heard and to be able to support you guys and to encourage you. Um, and originally we weren't planning on, you know, obviously we were coming to do work with our hands. We didn't plan on on, you know, trying to encourage in other ways, too. But it's an honor to be able to come to these um these like this memorial service today and and meet the family and and if we'd done that before you know we don't know the family it wouldn't have wouldn't have probably meant that much but um there's so much strength that they're able to draw from this and know that they're not alone um it's a huge blessing to be able to to bless you guys like that and um i just uh i i i I really feel that you guys, and I've been saying this the whole time, you guys are the heroes and, and the IDF soldiers on the front lines are the heroes. You know, I'm about this big and I hope that whatever voice that I've given in the U.S. or here that I'm able to portray what I've been asking people today. What is it that you, the Jews, want the world to hear? Because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel like this is for me. This is for you. So whatever you want me, what, what do you want to be heard, you know? So let me let me before we get I, I want to come back and get the, uh, another comment about what's been meaningful. But before we do that, what's the answer? What what's the message you're getting from Israelis that you want people at home and around the world to know? So two ladies that came up to us and wanted to talk with us today. I I took a little short video clip of them because nobody can say it better than you guys can say it. I'm not good at repeating stuff. I'll get it messed up, but. Uh, <laughs> But but as far as I'll try to repeat it right now because I can't play the video. <laughs> um, but they they told me you know what what we want the world to know is we're 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 peaceful people you know we want we want peace that's what we desire and we just want to be able to live in this land in peace and not to strive with our neighbors and we and we want to we want it's it's a war between lightness and darkness you know it's it's we want. We want to shine a light to the. We want to be a light to the world, not a darkness to the world. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of the message that I'm getting. And, and they want to know that their intentions is not to be, um, is to bless the world. They want to bless the world. That's great. Thank you. That that was John, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I'm just got to because I don't have the benefit of the video. I, I'm, I'm just trying to discern the voice. Yeah. Luke, what do you want to add to that? What's been meaningful what's what, what what have you taken away that you want other people to understand about this experience um i would say like like john said before i mean one thing that's kind of shocking to me was the the amount of loneliness everybody's feeling in this whole situation it's uh like i don't know it's crazy to me because um there's so many people back in the states that uh that I know that support Israel with, with everything in them. It's just kind of the loudest people making the most noise that are, uh, that are being saying some of the most disgusting things, but yeah, like they're saying, it's, um, uh, it's a, 
really humbling, humbling thing to, uh, we came here, we got on the plane to, to help out in any way that we can help out. Um, and I guess this is a way of helping kind of, uh, boosting some, some hopes even a little bit. And if that, and if we can do that, if that's something that we can do, then that's, um, yeah, that's a God thing. That's, um, that's something only he could do. So, uh, yeah, I guess that would be, that would be what I would say. It's just, I don't know. It's just a humbling experience. It's, um, something probably the last thing all of us expected, but, um, yeah. The restoration of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel was an earth shattering event for Christians. It was a confirmation that God always keeps his covenantal promises. Today, we are blessed to see God's fingerprints in the modern miracle of the land of Israel playing out in our lives among the people and in the state of Israel. This year, on the occasion of Israel's 75th anniversary, the Genesis 123 Foundation has been privileged to bring together 75 Christian leaders from around the world to lend their unique voices, sharing their personal faith experiences relating to Israel and their in-depth insight into Israel's history and spiritual significance, creating an historical, one-of-a-kind, high-end coffee table book, Israel the Miracle. Israel the Miracle's stunning imagery will fill your home with the hope of fulfilled promises and conversations about Israel. It's a perfect gift to anyone for any occasion, and most of all, to yourself. You'll also be a blessing to Israel, knowing that the proceeds will go to bless Israelis of all backgrounds. Be a part of Israel the Miracle and bring the land, the people, and the state of Israel into your heart and into your home. Visit IsraelTheMiracle.com to get your limited edition copy today. And, and a lot of it you didn't experience until today, till you got to Jerusalem and you became, you, you, you know that every, I don't know how many, how many news articles, I've seen at least three or four just in local stuff here you're the big right. you're the big hit but and and I'm sure th I, I'm going to write this up as well it'll go out in wider media um in the US and around the world is important but the experiences that you're talking about are a lot uh, largely today yeah or, or or are you experiencing that also when you're doing the physical work I guess we've kind of experienced it all over the place I mean okay. just with with people wanting to bring out food or or whatever while we're working it's uh yeah we've kind of experienced it all over the place not just Amazing. today today was just kind of a a more amplified Got amplified it. um what we've been experience, experiencing become, the last couple of days you become one of us you did a deep dive um not a jew but but one of us being right. part of the people i'm curious because in montana um and arkansas there's not a lot of jews do either no. of you have interaction with Jewish people at home? And 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 the the follow up to that is, what's your take, just on on the? By the way, I don't remember which one of you mentioned it. I'm so glad you did. That what you're seeing is the loud, disgusting, violent stuff, and that is not what America is. And we no, hope yeah, not be. definitely. But not. but you're but we are seeing it. What's how right. do you as as young Christian American cowboys see and understand anti-Semitism well, not being around I, Jews. I would say, cause a lot of it is people in our generation. Um, I, I'm just be a hundred percent honest. I think it's, I think it's an attack on God 
I think the best way to, if you're going to try to attack God, is to attack his people. So I think that's every generation from the beginning of time, every single generation has had an attack on the Jews one way or another. And I think it's just, I mean, it's an attack on God. It's God, it's godlessness. They, they want to attack God in any way that he can. And the best way to do that is to go after his people, which is what's been happening through history over and over and over and over again. And it's just, yeah, it's got to stop the, the, we, we need to change that. And if, uh, and if the, the small little platform that we have now can do any part in that, then then it's all worth it. That's what we're here for. Beautiful. Um, Luke? No, John. <laughs> yeah. That wait, that was John. Yeah, this is John. No, this is John right here. That was okay. Luke. Go. So so yeah. So what's your sense? You don't have a whole lot of uh, Jews in Montana. You will probably encountered more Jews this week than you have in your life. How do you how do you understand and explain anti-Semitism? You know, um, growing up in Montana, I never um, experienced, you know, I, I was never around a lot of Jewish people. Um, and like I said, I wasn't, uh, I, ne I, I actually honestly didn't, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you right now. I didn't know what anti-Semitism was until wow. the beginning of uh, the beginning of this year. I didn't That's even great. understand the word or know what it was and, or like replacement theology or any of that. Like I was I, like uh, Mr. Mr. Tommy, who's the founder of Highlevel there. You know, when we came, he was talking about uh, anti-Semitism and replacement theology. And to me, it's like, OK, well, what is he talking about? The replacement wow. theology? I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Like, like there are there actually people out there that believe that that God replaced the Jews. Like I, it was foreign to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, now my, I'm seeing more and more and realizing more and more. And I, and I see that even if people don't flat out say that that's what they believe, I'm now that he's explaining the concept and, sh and, and I'm seeing it through your eyes, I'm able to understand it a lot more. Um, but the, I've never been around the anti-Semitic, you know, um, that movement, very much in the past aside from knowing that in all the cities and stuff they're having all these rallies and things like that but to be honest um i mean there those people that are having those rallies and are, are against you or against all of us normal folks in in out in montana and and the usa too i mean they, they don't stand for anything that we stand for it's like it's too it's kind of like the light and darkness thing you know it's like anything evil they're going to stand up for they want to kill baby babies they want gays and lesbians and you can be what you could be a dog or a cat or identify as whatever you want it's like just crazy it's just a complete flat out put bluntly they're they're idiots you know they're just, they've lost their mind um and so but yeah um it's as far as out in montana that's not i haven't experienced it thank you zach as the veteran, um, shy of Israeli citizenship, but living here, is it most of your life now? It is. Um, yeah, well, yeah, Josh, I came here at. Uh, oh, sorry, at that's what I'm sorry about yeah. that, Josh. Yeah, I got. Yeah. Well, there's seven seven brothers, so yeah, you 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 got a lot <laughs> uh, of names to choose from there. It's, it's my exhaustion and senior moment, but okay, yeah, you know who I meant, Joshua. Sorry, <laughs> but you 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 what what. You have you bring hundreds of people on a normal year, right? Normal people yeah. to come and volunteer, planting, pruning, harvesting, working the land, literally getting their hands dirty. And you must encounter 
more than a few people like John and Luke here who sure. never never heard the term anti-Semitism and didn't know what that meant really, and certainly replacement theology, which which I hadn't heard. I, I only learned that in the last 20 years myself. What 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 do you what what's your message when you bring people over? I mean, obviously your father, your father is so solid in terms of um, theology and 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 history. But what what do what's the message that you give to people? Yeah, I think it's so important that you know a lot of people don't understand they live in a in a bit of a bubble. Uh, coming to Israel for me was and our family was so educational where we realized what things meant like we could say we support israel or we did we didn't believe in this or that or whatever but in essence we could be it's like the uh un thing that's abstaining right like it's like you don't even know what's really going on you're not standing with you're like in this and so when people learn they're like well maybe i actually did have a little bit of anti-semitism or maybe i I just by not like maybe i didn't know it but i whoa whoa now that's really crazy like now i know what it is and now i can call it out and I think it's so important when people come to understand what is replacement theology, what is anti-Semitism, um, what it, what does this actually look like? And uh, when you come to Israel and you meet Jewish people, you start realizing, well, I had a little of this or that. I had a little little uh, I had a little hint of that or that, whatever, you know. And and we were able to start working through uh, actual uh, putting into into action when you know Jewish people. Then right. you can say that person, you know, for me in Tennessee, we didn't know any Jewish people like these guys in Montana. There's no Jewish people out on the back back side of the, the farms out where we were, you know, like uh, coming here, meeting the light to all nations, the Jewish people. It's you. When we met you, that light that you carry begins to transform us and we begin to understand what that really meant uh, and what that not believing in replacement theology and and. And not giving into this anti-Semitic rhetoric, again, like the guy said, stopping the fight against God, you know, really, uh, and recognizing yeah. his the way he created the world. Part of how he created the world was creating the Jewish people to represent him. Wow. And when we just accepted that, um, some light bulbs really start going off and you can start to really walk yeah. deeper. So it, just being in the land of Israel, honestly, one of the biggest things a Christian could ever do. I could talk to them blue in the face with Christians in America and they will, they just can't get the importance of Israel. They can't get how there may be tinges of, of replacement theology in their, in their uh, view or replacement theology. But when you come here, it all of a sudden it's, it just become, you can see it. It's just right. a land where, where things become clear. I want to pause in the conversation for just a moment to invite you to join us in one of the really incredible programs that we do as part of the Genesis 123 Foundation. This year, we have been going out all throughout the Judean mountains to show love to soldiers who are stationed keeping us safe from the threat of terrorism. It doesn't matter if we're in a burning heat wave or temperatures below freezing before the wind chill, they are out there guarding strategic points that have a high risk of terrorism. And thanks to the support of many people like you, we are pleased to bring them homemade hot soup in the cold of winter, and cold drinks and sweet watermelon in the heat of summer. Any donation is meaningful and helps us to bless the soldiers. You can join us and donate at genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. That's genesis123.co 
slash bless a soldier. And when you do, you also have the opportunity to send along your own personal words of thanks and blessings to the soldiers guarding the land and protecting the people. Please join us. So two things I want to, one I want to pick up on and one I don't want to forget because sometimes I get very engrossed in these conversations like I am now and I forget to say, hey, uh, hey Joshua, let's make sure that before we finish, people who are listening, Christians who, who want it, maybe they've been here dozens of times or maybe they've never been here and they're listening now and they want to have that kind of experience. Um, the, the website, hayovel.com. Dot, that's right. Or serve Israel is a lot easier to spell. Serve, serve Israel. Israel.com. Okay. So people need to find, figure out, find out and follow what Hayovel is doing. And they're doing a lot. It's, it's a lot more than just bringing some young, good looking cowboys. Um, there's a lot <laughs> and people need to connect uh, with, with that. Um, and, and I'm grateful. I, I'm glad also I'm seeing some questions for the people who are following live. I'm going to try to continue to integrate those, but I do want to begin to wrap up. Um, uh, you're you're getting close to your destination if you're not already sitting in the parking lot. Um, I, I have a strange question. I want to yeah. call Josh, uh, uh, um, John, and and Luke specifically. I want to call on your PhDs that you each have in Middle Eastern history, and now oh, you're dear. here and you're and you're experiencing you're experiencing Israel and the Jewish people and war against the Jewish people through a prism that you've never done, that you probably have never imagined, and that most Americans, and and, and by, by continuation of that, most people in the world don't understand. So since you each have those advanced degrees in Middle Eastern history and conflict resolution, I, I want to pose a, a thought, what, what, you're, what you've learned in the last week. We've seen in the last several years four new Arab states stepping up. Uh-oh. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, here we go. Okay. Um, we lost them for a moment, but hopefully they can hear. We've We're seen back. four new Arab countries normalize or make peaceful relations. And just before this war broke out, my gosh, you couldn't pick up an Israeli newspaper for the last couple of months and not hear about the imminent deal that was happening between Israel and the Saudi Arabia. That's probably pushed off for a very long time now, because as long as this war drags on, um, the Saudis probably will not be bold enough to step forward, even if it's in their interests. My question is, drawing on that deep historical PhD experience that you have, do you have yeah. a solution? Do you have a, a, big, a bigger understanding now of the reality we live with here with our Palestinian Arab neighbors? And do you have any sense of what's a solution? Boy, you know, uh, like you said, if I'm going to dig deep into my knowledge and my deep <laughs> understanding, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I honestly... <clears throat> feel very ill-equipped to give you the answers that you 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 guys know the situation much better than I do which what I would say is the we and I trust the Jewish people we see that you 
have carried that light. You have kept, you've stuck to the morals. You, you over anybody have, have held on to what God has told you more than anybody else. And, uh, and we see that what you stand for is, is right. And what I feel like needs to happen is the rest of the world needs to take a, well, not even take a step back, but just say, you know what, Israel, do what you feel is right in this situation. We trust you because we do. Do do what you need to do. Go in there and get done what you need to done. Move out of the land who you need to move out of the land, and 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 create your state. It no, it's not a two state solution. Josh has said that a lot, and it's and it's. I mean, it's just it's obvious. It's not going to happen. They've tried and tried and tried and tried, and it's how many how many Arab states are there? Twenty two Arab states. Twenty two Arab states, and they want to split the only Jewish state, the only single one in in the entire earth that is promise not only is it is it just the only jewish state but it's the it's the land that was promised to you guys they want to split that in half and give it to another and make another arab state and it's it's just insane it's not what needs to happen so what i would say is the world needs to let you guys have the authority to do what you need to do nobody knows better what these people are like and what they're capable of and what they're going to do again than you guys because you've lived here by them and and and, and you live with it People, I can explain to people what it's like, you know, to live where I'm at and the problems I have and the, and the things, but unless, nobody knows that as well as I do. And, and we just need to realize, I think people need to trust you and, and, and just let you do what you need to do and support you in it too. Great. Great. Luke, you want to add something? Ah, uh, I can try to add something. I mean, John kind of covered, covered, uh, pretty much all the facts i mean really what needs to be what needs to happen he pretty much covered it's uh yeah two state solution doesn't it doesn't work history shows that and so it'd be really nice if israel got back to i mean biblical his, israel stretching all the way into into jordan into uh saudi arabia and uh, it, that would be like the ultimate goal but I can't imagine the uh, world around would uh, let something like that happen. But, I mean, the biggest thing is, uh, yeah, I guess the world kind of needs to get off y'all's back about uh, defending yourselves. I mean, y'all are are a country with a military and everything, so y'all have the right to defend yourself from, from these animals that they are. I mean, yeah. It's uh, sorry, this is John again here. It sounds crazy, like Luke says, like yeah, that would be the goal, but how is the world ever gonna let that happen? But we know that that eventually that will happen, you know, and, and it's got to, it's, it's got to, it's a matter of when. Right. Well, that's that 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 also underscores your your faith, which is also reinforced, um, strengthening to all of us. Because I I, I I'll speak personally. Um, I've I've a lot of because what I do, I have a lot of Christian friends, and I'm getting lots of encouragement. And, and people want to talk about all kinds of things, but honestly, much I need that encouragement, and I'm grateful for it. And you're experiencing the fact that we need that because today, today as we speak, I stepped in to be the grandfather to watch my grandchildren. Well, my because my son-in-law was called up on day one, and even though he came home this last Shabbat, he's back in the army, and my daughter had to take one of the kids to a doctor. So I get to play with my children. 
And today, and I, I, I suppose it's public enough now I can say it, today my son called me and said, my, my oldest son called and said, they're taking away my phone because we're going into Gaza. So as we speak right now, he's, he's probably sitting somewhere, sitting or doing something there. And I'm just, I'm, as a father of six, someone dealing with the trauma of all the kids and my wife and myself and, and, and all of the impact, everything you're saying gives us great, great encouragement. So I want, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I think most of the conversations we do with Inspiration from Zion are important for Jews and Christians, sometimes more for Christians. This one's important for Jews, and I hope that everyone who's registered for this and, and listening live who's Jewish will share this a lot, and Christians as well. You, you both, all three of you, have been super inspiring. Um, I'm going to give a last shot for um, questions from those who are following live. There is a a concern from my good friend, Brian Glick, who's on the advisory board of the Genesis 123 Foundation. Um, he's he's playing the role of Jewish mother and is, asking, is concerned whether you've had to let out your belt buckle a little bit since you're here because of the food and have you gained? <laughs> oh yeah, man. We, if we, you know, we would never leave Israel if we accepted every invite to a barbecue. It would just, <laughs> we just have to stay here for the rest of our life and, and maybe even add on a few years. <laughs> well, Brian's dead. Brian's cousin, who is, I, I always forget how we're related, but our, my daughter and she are named for the same woman who was my great grandmother and who was murdered by the Nazis. So my cousin Debbie, we'll just say cousin, um, also wants to invite you all over. So add that to the list. Um, all right. Um, anything else? We, we've covered a lot. And before we end, yeah. I'm going to bring a couple of people on to close in prayer, which is always important. Um, anything that either of the three of you want to add that I didn't ask about or that we've touched, but we didn't cover sufficiently. You're, 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 you get the last word. You, you know, uh, this is John here. I would just say one thing um, is you mentioned, you know, sometimes you have, sometimes it's more for your Jewish audience. Sometimes it's more the Christian audience. And uh, I would want to say to the Christian audience, um, if you do support Israel, um, realize like, don't just give lip service, um, you know, stand up and, and make a difference and use the gifts that God has given you to glorify him and to support the Jewish nation. And uh, some people you're given the gift of a voice. Some are given the gift of hands. It's all, all different walks of life. But um, I'd encourage others to stand up and actually, actually physically do well. Amazing. Luke, what would you like to add? Um, I guess I would add, uh, with everybody watching, I mean, I would go, I would type in surveyisrael.com. I would go do some research on a uh, high and their, their organization that they're doing over there. I'd, uh, I may sound biased, but it's a, uh, it's really a great thing that they're doing over there. So I, I highly suggest, uh, going over there and, and checking it out. It's a wonderful thing. Amazing. Correct. Agreed. Agreed a hundred percent. And then on that on that note, um, 
Joshua. Last word. What's you 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 you've spoken today very clearly about how I think bigger the, their visit and experiences here thus far is bigger than anyone ever imagined, much more than a couple of guys coming over to serve. What else do you want people to know? Sure, yeah, I think the uh, the guys have said it well. Um, it's time for action. It's time, time to not only become uh, pro-Israel, but to move to the next level. Israel needs Zionists. We've got to move from pro-Israel which basically pro-Israel is like in the bleachers, right? And uh, it's time to jump out of the bleachers, jump into the field. Like we got to get, there's a, there's a, there's an actual uh, event going on and it's time to, to actually get into the, the field. The Jewish people are there. The land of Israel is the, the place to be. And it's, and um, those Christian Zionists, it's not only waving a flag and, and saying we support Israel, but it's actually getting in the game. And, uh, and it's really time to get that ball uh moving down to the end zone we've got we've we've got a we've got a we'll win we've got to win this and we're going to do it together uh so it's yeah. so important that all those people that wave the flag it's such an important thing to wave the flag but now it's time to get the boots in the in the game and uh to do something about it so uh, of course you know we're just one of the pieces of a massive um puzzle that's coming together of international support for israel and the jewish nation at this time the governors of Judea and Samaria and the whole region, the six different regions there, have asked us to provide $29 million of equipment. So that's what we're tasked to do. And I, uh, we're not stopping until we reach that goal. Uh, we're just going to keep going. And as long as it takes us to get it there, obviously they needed it yesterday. But as long as it takes for us to reach those goals and get the equipment to, to secure the Jewish communities of Judea and Samaria, uh, that's that's what we're tasked to do. So we're going to we're going to be keeping at that and anybody that wants to be a part of it with us then here we are we're we're ready to to uh partner with anyone in the world that's ready to stand with the jewish people and see these communities safe beautiful thank you joshua and i and that you is you plural all the wallers and everyone who's been privileged to marry into the wallers and be part of the wallers or who's been infected by the wallers in these last decades um really thank you uh (laughs) while while we're um while we, while you've been uh, making those comments, I've invited two friends to join, and they're going to close us out in prayer. But I don't want to forget, and I especially want to be sure, not just Hayovel and everybody. Uh, I, I sent uh, Tommy and and Zach a message on this, maybe just yesterday, and and um, Luke and John, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deputize you as as our uh, people people in the states on Thursday late afternoon, realizing the pressure that Israel was under and continuing to be under, and the pressure is mounting ridiculously for a ceasefire with no hope of getting any significant number of hostages back. We, as the Genesis 123 Foundation, uh, launched a petition uh, where we're, and, and it's been really very grassroots so far, but super well subscribed. And oh goodness, what is our the website is Genesis one two three dot co slash free the hostages. Now everyone who's following this will get that, and I'm going to ask that everyone sign that and send it to at least ten or twenty more people. We have the opportunity to be in hundreds of thousands at least by week at week's end, and I don't think it's a crazy goal to have a million uh, Christians from around the world participating. So I'd like for people 
to join and it, that that is too long to remember but you can just go to genesis123.co for anyone following and listening um i would like to invite amy zawi uh i have to have her unmute oh there we go you're okay. unmuted good um we have two people who are going to close us out in prayer and then we're going to let uh joshua and and uh john and luke all go have a dinner Amy? Thank you. Thank you so much, Jonathan, um, for giving us this opportunity to hear these fabulous young men. And I would like to um, close in prayer. Um, just using just using the Bible to inspire those words. Dear, dear Heavenly Father, when we don't know what to pray, we have your words to lean on. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. Lord, the Jewish people are your people, and we cannot love God without loving the Jewish people. And we remember our heroes from the last century. Corey Ten Boom reminded us of that. So I ask you to press on the hearts of Christians around the world to understand that the Jewish people are not just your people, and the land is not just their land by your covenant and your enduring promise, but that we were grafted in and that with that we must love and we do love them. And we want no Jewish brother or sister in Israel or around the world who's feeling persecution to feel lonely, to feel alone, to feel betrayed. Lord, this century and this new crisis we want to rise up to stand beside, in front and behind our Jewish brothers and sisters. Lord, we ask you to touch the IDF, Jonathan's son, and his fellow members of his units and the other units. Give them your strength. Give them your power. Send your angels to protect them. Lord, the family members in Israel and around the world who have family and friends in Israel touched by the savagery of October 7. Just continue to feed them your hope and allow Christians to be the hands and feet of helping convey your hope so that you are glorified and that your promises endure and we all recognize it. Amen. Thank you. Um, I neglected, Amy, I apologize to, to first to introduce you also um, as one of the authors in Israel, the Miracle. So another good reason people should go out and order the book. And uh, and also, I completely didn't even recognize when I asked you to close in prayer that you um, are part of a panel in this past week's um, podcast that just came out that's very, very good. And I want to encourage people to go to Inspiration from Zion and listen. Thank you, Amy. Thank um, you. Rabbi Emmanuel Rund, um, who's in Jerusalem. Uh, he and I spent a long time speaking the other day. And he's going to close out also. I have to have him unmute. And while he's coming on, he mentioned to me he's going to Texas. And anyone who wants a really, really compelling speaker in Texas in their church or synagogue or other organization, be in touch with me and I'll pass it along to him. Rabbi Rund. Thank you, Jonathan, for arranging it. And uh, thank you, Luke, uh, Joshua, and John for coming here and doing all the good things that you do. 
and I'm looking forward to see you at some point. I will chant now uh, a short uh, prayer for the state of Israel in Hebrew, and then I'll read it in English. <clears throat> Avinu, Avinu, Rebashamayim, Sur Israel Bego Alo. Avinu, Avinu, Shebashamayim, Sur Israel Bego Alo. And now I'll read it in English, the prayer for the state of Israel. <clears throat> Our Father in heaven, rock and redeemer of Israel, bless the state of Israel, the first manifestation of the approach of our redemption. Shield it with your loving kindness, envelop it in your peace, and bestow your light and truth upon its leaders, ministers, and advisors, and grace them with your good counsel. Strengthen the hands of those who defend our holy land, Grant them deliverance and adorn them in a mantle of victory. Ordain peace in the land and grant it, its inhabitants eternal happiness. Lead them swiftly and upright to your city Zion and to Jerusalem, the abode of your name, as it is written in the Torah of your servant Moses. Even if you're outcast, are the ends of the world, from there the Lord your God will gather you, from there he will fetch you, and the Lord your God will bring you to the land that your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it, and he will make your, you more prosperous and more numerous than your fathers. Draw your hearts together to revere and to venerate your name and to observe all the precepts of your Torah and send us quickly the Messiah, son of David, agent of your vindication to redeem those who await your deliverance. Manifest yourself in the splendor of your boldness before the eyes of all inhabitants of your world and may everyone endowed with a soul affirm that the Lord God of Israel is king and his nomination is absolute. Amen forevermore. Amen, Selah. Were you also doing the prayer for the soldiers? Yeah, I'll do the prayer for the soldiers. Prayer for the IDF soldiers. He who blessed our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, may he bless the fighters of the Israel Defense Forces who stand guard over our land and the cities of our God from the border of the Lebanon to the desert of Egypt and from the great sea unto the approach of the Aravah on the land, in the air, and on the sea. May the Almighty cause the enemies who rise up against us to be struck down before them. May the Holy One, blessed is he, preserve and rescue our fighters from every trouble and distress and from every plague and illness. <clears throat> and may he send blessings 
and success in their every endeavor. May he lead our enemies under your under our soldiers' way, and may he grant them salvation and crown them with victory. And may there be fulfilled for them the verse, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you to battle your enemies for you to save you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you, uh, Amy, uh, uh, Joshua, John, and, and Luke. I know you just got back uh, from an interruption, but we've, this has been amazing. Uh, I'm grateful for you all being here and taking the time um, and everything you've said. And I look forward to broadcasting this widely. Um, I wish you a tremendously safe and fulfilling rest of your visit. And I'm so grateful that you're also going back as such strong emissaries of Israel and the Jewish people. Um, thank you all. God bless you. And everyone who's registered, you will receive a link to this that you can begin to share. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. It's been great to be on with you. Josh, thanks, thanks a lot. And I'm Israel Chai. I'm Israel Chai. Thank you. Thank you. If you've stayed with us until the end, well, you always deserve a reward. Beginning this past year, the Genesis 123 Foundation has been offering a special gift at the end of every episode. We call it From Jonathan's Bookshelf. And all we ask that you do is follow and like Inspiration from Zion on all of your social media. And when you comment and share the link to this program there, we select one person at random to win a special volume. And this month, like last month, and like next month, we're offering you an incredible, incredible new book that we've published called Israel the Miracle. It's a, it's a magnificent coffee table book with essays by 75 Christian leaders from all over the world explaining to you why Israel is significant to them and is an inspiration and it's beautiful and it will be a blessing to your home. We are grateful as always that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. If you're in the area and need something, please pop in or just go to say hi and thank them for helping make this program possible. Also, thanks to our friends, the Coyne family as well, for their meaningful sponsorship. Inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 Foundation programs are made possible by donations, so please consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and build bridges. When one of our donors found out today that we were hosting a podcast and conversation with the Cowboys, she decided she would donate, not just in their honor, but in honor of all of the Christians who are flying in and sending things to us and sending their love and sending their prayers and standing with us. So thank you for that. And thank you for everyone who is standing with us. If you'd like to sponsor a future episode in honor or memory of a loved one or special occasion, please be in touch at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments as part of a dialogue and invite you to send any questions as well, especially questions about traditional Judaism or our Ask the Rabbi program. Please share this with others who will also find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics relating to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and your loved ones are all safe and healthy, and I send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains. God bless you.